Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Matthew. Hey, good morning, friends and faithful listeners. You have tuned into the P40 Ministries podcast with your host, Jen. And since today is Tuesday, we are going to be discussing a brand new chapter out of the Bible, out of the New Testament. So we are going to be discussing Matthew chapter 27 today, verses 1 through 10. So let's go ahead and grab those Bibles and that cup of coffee, and let's go ahead and start reading. As always, I will be reading out of the WEB version of the Bible this morning. Now when morning had come, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. They bound him, led him away, and delivered him up to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, who betrayed him, when he saw that Jesus was condemned, felt remorse, and brought back the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned in that I betrayed innocent blood. But they said, What is that to us? You see to it. He threw down the pieces of silver in the sanctuary and departed. Then he went away and hanged himself. The chief priests took the pieces of silver and said, It is not lawful to put them into the treasury, since it is the price of blood. They took counsel and bought the potter's field with them to bury strangers in. Therefore that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then that which was spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled, saying, They took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him upon whom a price has been set, whom some of the children of Israel priced, and they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord commanded me. Zechariah eleven twelve through 13 Jeremiah 19, 1 through 13 and Jeremiah 32, 6 through 9. I believe a week ago, last Tuesday, we actually talked about Jesus's informal and actually illegal uh, court procession that he had gone through at that time. The Sanhedrin were a bunch of uh, elders of the people that would do court. It was basically like a hearing. So the Sanhedrin were almost like the lawyers in a sense, but more like the jury. And so the Sanhedrin all came together to condemn Jesus in the middle of the night. Now, by their own laws and stuff like that, it was actually not legal for them to do this. They were never supposed to uh, have a trial at night, and yet they did. So this was an informal trial that they were basically just trying to find false witnesses to basically speak against Jesus. This was that was the purpose of that informal trial was to find false witnesses. So a bunch of false witnesses came up basically and told all these lies about Jesus and finally they found one. They found two actually. They found two uh witnesses, false witnesses that came up and basically said that Jesus was a revolutionary terrorist in a sense. And so because the law back then they needed two witnesses if uh, the story was to be heard. So finally, they found these two witnesses that were willing to come against Jesus and say that he was a revolutionary, basically. And so then that trial ended, that fake trial. And now it says in verse one of Matthew 27 that morning had finally come and all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. 
So that's why Jesus had two trials. One was informal in the middle of the night, which never should have happened. And now this one was in the morning. And it was basically the real trial, the one where they pretended that this was the first time they had gone through all this and stuff like that. They were doing everything, uh, quote unquote, lawfully and stuff like that. So it's very likely that they went away for a little while after Jesus was beaten and spit on and all sorts of terrible things. All the Sanhedrin went away for a little bit to you know rest and relax and whatever until the morning trial. And now they're pretending that everything is lawful and everything they're doing everything the right way. It says that they decide to put Jesus to death, that that's what they wanted. The Sanhedrin decided this. So the Sanhedrin bind him and lead him away. And they actually delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Now, there's a lot of history on Pontius Pilate, and we'll get more into that on a later time because we don't really talk about Pontius Pilate too much today. But Pontius Pilate, we know from history, and uh, he was a predecessor from another guy and all sorts of different things. Like there's a lot of evidence of Pontius Pilate. So Pontius Pilate was definitely a real person. Historically, we can go back and look at Pontius Pilate. So basically, Jesus was sent to Pontius Pilate, who was a Roman governor or a what, what's called a prefect. And so a prefect was basically a Roman official that would come to uh, troubled areas and take care of things pretty much. Now, there's a lot of history on Pontius Pilate actually being a very cruel person. A lot of people think because of the way he acted in the Bible that he was a pushover, but in actuality, he was a very cruel human being. But we'll talk more about Pontius Pilate later on. But let's go ahead and uh, talk about verse three for now. And it says that Judas, who betrayed Jesus, he saw that Jesus was condemned. So the night before, obviously, he had betrayed Jesus and gave him a kiss, saying that whoever I kiss, that is the one that you need to take away. So he betrayed Jesus with a friendly kiss kiss. And so um, Jesus was taken away. Judas had betrayed him. And now it says here that he saw that Jesus was condemned. And so he's starting to change his tune a little bit and he gets very remorseful. Now, remorse is not the same thing as repentance. Remorse is completely different from repentance. Remorse is when you are upset that you did something wrong, but you aren't sorry that you did something wrong. You're just upset that you got caught in a sin or that you feel guilty over a sin, but you're not sorry that you actually did that sin. And that is exactly what Judas is feeling here. He's feeling remorse, but he's not feeling repentance. And so it says that Judas sees that Jesus was condemned and he feels remorse. And so he takes the 30 pieces of silver that that he had received from the elders and stuff. And he goes back to the chief priests and he says, I have sinned in that I betrayed innocent blood. So he's claiming to the chief priests that he has sinned. And the interesting thing about this was that Judas was one of the closest people to Jesus. If anybody would have had dirt on anybody, it would have been the 12 disciples, right? Because they were always around Jesus, but there was no dirt. They didn't have any dirt on him. And even Judas, who was the betrayer, who was the person who wanted to, uh, you know, get that money for Jesus's life and stuff like that. Even Judas had nothing on Jesus. And Judas would have known, you know, he was around Jesus 24-7. They traveled together. I actually talked a little bit about what disciples were back in Jesus's time. And a disciple was basically a person that would follow a, a priest around, basically, or uh, a teacher around and learn everything from them. 
And that's what Jesus's disciples were. So they were always around Jesus. And since Judas was one of them, he was also always around Jesus. He would have seen everything and he had nothing. His dying words was that Jesus was innocent. Judas's dying words was Jesus is innocent. How interesting is that? That, those were the last recorded words that came out of Judas's mouth. And so the p- chief priests say to Judas, they're basically like, too bad. You already did it. Who cares? That's nothing to us. You deal with your own problems. And so the chief priests are um, uncaring. They, they could care less about Judas and anything like that. They got what they wanted out of Judas. Jesus is condemned to death. And so it says that Judas is infuriated and he throws the pieces of silver down in the sanctuary and he leaves. And it says that after that, he goes and he hangs himself. Now, Acts talks a little bit about Judas's death. I think it was Acts chapter one about Judas's death in that he fell to his death and was split open is actually what Acts says. So what probably happened there was that Judas hung himself. The hot sun was baking Judas's body and was increasing the death process, basically, in so much the fact that he burst open and just fell to the ground. And this is actually very likely because it was Passover time and Passover was all about cleanliness. So a dead body was considered very unclean. And so a Jewish person would not have worried about sullying themselves with a dead body during that time period. So even if Judas had hung himself and stuff like that and somebody had noticed him, they probably would have been like, oh, we'll deal with that later because it's Passover day and it's Passover weekend and we don't want to um, worry about touching a dead body, basically. So Judas was probably left out in that hot sun and he had a very gruesome, gruesome death by hanging and then by his body falling to the ground and being split open. As gruesome as that sounds, um, the Bible sometimes is gruesome. You know, we, we see these stories in the Bible that talk about this kind of stuff and the Bible holds nothing back. Like it, it talks about some very gruesome things. That is what happened to Judas, basically. So it says now that Judas uh, hanged himself and it says that the chief priests saw all the money on the ground that Judas had left there and they took it and their hypocrisy is just coming out 100%. And it says, well, it's not lawful to put this money back into the treasury, into the, uh, you know, the um, treasury for the temple, because it is the price of blood. So they are so ridiculously hypocritical because they're already about to pay that price of the blood. The chief priests, when Jesus was being condemned to death, were saying, um, you know, let his blood be on us and on our children and on our families. That is what the chief priests were saying. So they were already paying the price for Jesus's blood. And they're saying, let his blood be on us. When um, when Barabbas and Jesus were, well, we'll talk about that later. So my point is, though, that the chief priests were already paying this price. And yet their hypocrisy was saying that, you know, they weren't and stuff like that. So they're trying to figure out what to do with this money because it shouldn't go back into the treasury of the church and everything, even though, you know, they are corrupt and they're running the church. It's just so hypocritical here what they're doing. So it says here that they decided to buy a potter's field in order to bury strangers in. So anybody that lived in Israel that was not a Jewish person that was an immigrant or something like that, that was, uh, they bought a field in order to bury immigrants in. 
And so it says that the the field actually became known as the field of blood. And now Matthew is talking about something that Jeremiah had prophesied about, Jeremiah and Zechariah, actually. It says here that Matthew says in verse 9 that uh, basically everything from the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. They took the pieces of silver, the 30 pieces of silver, the price upon him, which had uh, the price had been set, and they gave that money for the potter's field as the Lord had commanded. And that is a verse from Zechariah 11 verses 12 and 13. But then Jeremiah 19 verses 1 through 13 and also Jeremiah 32 verses 6 through 9 talks about a very similar thing that God had um, prophesied to Jeremiah as well. And so when Matthew talks about Jeremiah, it's very likely that he's talking about the scroll of Jeremiah and the scroll of Jeremiah also had the book of Zechariah inside of it. And so it's just a very interesting thing that Matthew is mentioning these different prophecies from the scroll of Jeremiah and also from the book of uh, Zechariah, where God had said this was going to happen. You know, God had told Zechariah, you know, that these people are going to take the 30 pieces of silver and they're going to buy a potter's field with it. Like this has been prophesied about years and years and years before Jesus had even been born. And that was history. You know, that was something God had said to Zechariah, a prophet way before Jesus. And now Matthew is saying these words from Zechariah and from Jeremiah are now fulfilled. These things that God had said to Zechariah that people possibly didn't understand at that time had now been fulfilled. And that's what God does with prophecy. He tells people things and we may not understand it right now because there is still some prophecy that has not been fulfilled yet. For example, like Jesus coming back and stuff like that, that we don't quite understand. But when it happens, we will understand and we'll be like, oh, that's what that meant. And so now Matthew is having this own revelation He's being like, that's what that meant in Zechariah. We've read these words before, but now they're fulfilled. God had fulfilled these promises from so many years past. And now Matthew gets that really incredible uh, revelation that, you know, these prophecies that he'd read before are now being fulfilled. And so that's a really cool thing that Matthew got to experience here and to write about was um, the old uh, prophecies and stuff like that. So we'll talk more about this chapter and about Jesus's trial before Pontius Pilate here on Thursday. So join me then at 6 a.m., but also join me tomorrow, friends and faithful listeners, for an episode out of the Old Testament. We are still talking about some of the plagues and we're going to be talking about some crazy things happening in exodus so join me then also at 6 a.m and friends if you liked this episode please subscribe and rate the podcast five stars and also share it on your social media platforms but friends and faithful listeners i've got nothing else to say except happy listening and god bless